another episode of the Drive the Lane podcast. And this one features our first ever NFL player. Yep, that's right. We interviewed Terry McLaurin, wide receiver one for the Washington Redskins. We answer some of your questions and we get into some more football talk because, of course, it is football season. Buckle up. Whoa, 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 whoa. Hold on. Aren't you uh, forgetting something? Oh, you're right, Joey. I am forgetting something. Quick word from our brand new sponsor, High Street Tees. If you're passionate, nostalgic, and let's face it, straight up nuts about everything and anything Ohio State. Like me. Like you. Like me. Like all of you. You need to check out High Street Tees. Visit the website highstreettees.com slash DTL. There's no better place to help you remember all the great times you had at Ohio State. Whether you're 50, 80, or 22, this gear is relevant to you. Mean Mr. Mustard's gear, Papa Joe's, Bernie's Bagels, Buckeye Donuts, Mama's Past and Brew, R.I.P. You know, the list goes on and on. <laughs> the list goes on and on. Visit highstreettees.com slash DTL. Take a trip down memory lane, drive the lane down memory lane, and guess what? We're going to save you a little bit of money, too. Because that's what we do here on this That's podcast. what we do. We save you money and we make you happy. When you're checking out, use promo code DTL15, DTL15, to get 15% off your entire purchase. That means you can have 8,476 shirts in your cart, and if you use, <laughs> and if you use promo code DTL15... You get 15% off. And as the resident Ohio State Buckeye on this podcast, let me just tell you, the, the bars that are on there, no joke. The restaurants, no joke. It is everything that it was or is on High Street today on Ohio State's campus. And although I was a student athlete and didn't get a chance to go to a lot of these bars because I was in the gym working out or in the library studying, let me tell you, it still brings back some memories. And I've only been removed from campus for about three and a half months. So go to High Street Tees, buy some t-shirts, and get happy. And use promo code DTL15, High Street Tees, a toast to High Street legends, past, present, and future. Buckle up, drive the lane, let's do this. Hey, they say that they winning, but to me it's just a blowout. Hey, every week we put in numbers on the board, we show out. Hey, all it took was just a bit of patience with the grind. Hey. You can never hold hey. it back. Hey, 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 hey. In this game already. Oh, yeah. All right, we are back. The Drive the Lane podcast. We just, didn't leave. <laughs> we're back like we never left. Um, <laughs> just a couple of dudes recording a podcast in my basement that may or may not have bet on the Cubs that are on a winning streak. And so they'll probably lose. Yes, they will probably lose. That is correct. We took them on the run line. Maybe. We may or may not. Possibly. Possibly. Um, up in the air. A lot of money, definitely. D- yeah, the, yeah, there's... Maybe we bet, maybe we didn't, but if we did, just know it was a lot of money. <laughs> but, Joey, I want to start this episode off with a quote, okay? A quote from the Miami of Ohio football coach. Have you heard this quote yet? Yeah, I tweeted about this quote. Yeah. <laughs> so he said, for those of you who live under a rock, have not heard this. He said, playing Ohio State, it's kind of like going to recess and they have the first 85 picks. What do you think about that? It's so unbelievably funny and it's also definitely true. And that's what I said on my Twitter. 
But if I'm thinking about it more and more, is 85 really the number? Because how many scholarships are you allowed to have if you're... I'm sure they're taking some of the walk-ons, but yeah, not I was all of them. Say you're forgetting because, the walk-ons because some of the walk-ons. I, I love the walk-ons, but some of the guys on the football team they don't belong on that sideline with the rest of the Buckeyes because some look like freaks, like robots, like machines, and the other guys look like they could be playing uh, flag football. Maybe I just don't understand why the coach is now telling all of his players you're not good enough. None of you are good enough you know, to be on Ohio. No, State. but that's but that is what every Ohio team that comes into Ohio State, whether they're playing basketball or football, you know their coach is saying. We're going to Ohio State and we're going to beat them because because they didn't recruit you hard enough. Like, who's with me? So he's doing the reverse. Yeah, exactly. He's doing the reverse. He says, you you mother truckers, you're not good enough anyway, so why are we even going there in the first place? Maybe Ryan Day will feel bad and let him get a field goal or something. That'd be nice. I wouldn't be surprised if they... I mean, they had Cincinnati not on the ropes, but they were down 10 nothing to start the game. So, yeah. so, maybe they'll, so maybe they'll be down 10 nothing to Ohio State, and it's basically like the same thing. This is one of the most talented Ohio State football teams I've ever seen. Yeah, I think that's an understatement. I think I was fortunate enough my freshman year they dropped uh, the banner. Well, it's not a banner in football. They have a little sign for the national championship. And that team, when I was a freshman, which had Zeke, it had JT Barrett and Cardell Jones, it had Braxton Miller, it had everyone you want um, on the football team. That team had a ton of talent because they had just won the national championship. But I think this team has the most talent in terms of top to bottom, young to old, established to unestablished. I think our talent is through the roof. I love Justin Fields. Yeah, he's pretty him. good. He seems like he's like four feet tall, but he's really like a hundred feet tall. Well, he's six five, I think. It's crazy, but yeah. he looks. I think it's because he has like a Kyler Murray jersey number that he seems like. I don't know why I associate him with yeah. Kyler Murray. Well, any any athletic quarterback, you just assume they're short. I also just think because Haskins is ginormous. They're the same height, I'm pretty sure. But too. Haskins got a little chunk. Yeah, Haskins, <laughs> Haskins is ginormous. He's got a fat. So face. it just seems like Justin Fields is a little smaller than him because we're used to seeing. And when you and when the guy's young, you just assume he's short. Right. Even yeah. though you don't grow much in college yeah, at all. Right. But so that's what I think about Justin Fields. Okay. First of all, Justin wait, Fields wait. had an outstanding <laughs> game and said he didn't play well. And that's when I'm like, all right, this I like this dude. Like Take him. it or leave it. <laughs> Take it or leave it. I'm taking it if it has anything to do with Ohio State football. Take it or leave it. Sorry, Terry. Justin Fields is better than Dwayne Haskins. Leaving it because yeah, it's too early. All right, well, Dwayne has it. Dwayne Haskins was in New York. If Justin Fields is in New York, then we can have that conversation again. Okay, but um, if we're talking about young Ohio State superstars, Chris Olave, that dude is so unbelievably good at what he does. If we're talking Terry McLaurin, he is the next Terry McLaurin. He is unbelievable on special teams, blocking punts, downing punts, doing whatever you need him to do on special teams, making tackles, but then he's catching touchdowns. I mean, what can this guy not do? I, If you can't tell, I'm a little excited about Ohio State football this year. Yeah, but you're the guy that was like, oh, it's not basketball. So you now that they're really good, you're, you're invested. Well, yeah, I've always been invested, but it's like it's a little bit different now because when I was on campus – and people were drooling over Ohio State football every year. I was like, oh, my God. Like, why can't we get this kind of love for Ohio State basketball? And I realized, you know, they're really, 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 really good. So, um, while Ohio State basketball is going to be outstanding this year, right now it's football season. I'm all in on Ohio State football. Chris Olave, stud. Justin Fields, stud. Goes without saying, but Chase Young, also a stud. 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 And so is Drew Christian and Chase, Liam McCall. Chase Young is going to be the top pick in the draft if, if, Kyler, a team Murray. drafting at the top is not in need of a quarterback. The first pick is the Dolphins. So do they need a quarterback? 
Yes or no? Is Rosen good? Is Rosen bad? Maybe if he played, we would find out. So the Dolphins is such a weird dynamic because like. All right, like at this point, they're shopping their whole team. Like, get the young guys some reps. They have a bunch of young talent, even though they're trading it away. They had a bunch of young talent. Throw Josh Rosen out there. Let the Jewish quarterback make some mistakes. I mean, bless the rest of the Dolphins. <laughs> yeah, God, I the Dolphins is I've seen a, the Dolphins is uh, yeah the Dolphins is Deerfield football. My high school, Deerfield High School in Deerfield, Illinois. We would throw about three passes a game, and so it wasn't fun to watch. The Dolphins are less fun to watch. Ugh, so yeah, bad. it's it's just it's not fair. Like as a as a former athlete myself, um, like I can't imagine being on that team. Like you are no, the the clearly the general manager, the the front office, they're not trying to win. Like it's just right. I mean, the only solution is like okay, these guys love the sport and they're trying to prove something. But and they they're can ra- they, and they can rally ar- or they can rally around it maybe. But like right now, like Vegas has the over under at one and a half wins for them. Like. I'm taking the under. I think I'm taking the under too. Like, who? Not that they, we bet. No, not that we bet. No, but who? Who can they beat? They can't. Beat they could beat anyone. the. They could beat the Bears. Maybe that's about it. Well, this is what I've been telling all my friends: is I don't care that the that the Browns won. The Browns are going to go on a winning streak, and they're going to lose to the Dolphins. They're going to have a chance to. Do they play the Dolphins? They do, and they're going to have a chance to give the Cubs a losing one zero. That's all right, though. It's all right. Who cares? I'm just a Cubs fan. I True. just hope they win the game. True. By more than one, more than one run. But yeah, the Browns are going to lose to the Dolphins. Mark it down. Old takes exposed. Book it. Browns are going to lose to the Dolphins. I don't care if the if they're undefeated, the Browns from here on Do out. Do the Bears play the Dolphins? Do you know by any chance? I don't think so. Mm-hmm. We're going to play that division. All right, good. All right, good. So the, Brown, so the Bears can't lose to the Dolphins. Mark that down as well. The Browns are going to lose to the Okay, so if while we're on the topic, we'll talk quickly about the Browns. I, from the second they snapped the ball last night, I knew that they were going to beat the living daylights out of the Jets, but they didn't, didn't feel really. Like they did. It didn't feel like they like did. they panned the Baker at the end of the game, and he was like kind of upset. Which I get it. You're you're he expects the most out of himself, but like it's some like they want twenty point win on Monday Night Football. You you celebrate every victory. Three nothing. Stop. <laughs> Swear. Oh my god. <laughs> I. God. It's a long game. Nine innings. Long game. I love. Odell Beckham. He is incredible. He is awesome. Can the Bears have one of your wide receivers? We just need one more. We just need one more offensive threat. I hope the Bears get destroyed by the Redskins this weekend. That's fine. I, Terry as you'll crazy. hear on our as you'll hear on our interview, like I want Terry to go crazy. Just I think the Bears need to win that game. There's yeah, some cool uh there's some cool Browns gear on highstreettees.com. Um not only is there cool Browns gears on high highstreettees.com. I have a Baker Mayfield jersey. I wore it all all game last night, so I hope you're proud of me for that. I have, as a real fan. Yeah, I'm a fake fan. So I I have an Odell jersey and I have a Jarvis jersey. Okay, because I need some current players. But I also have a Johnny Manziel, RG3, and Peyton Hillis jersey. And Jordan Cameron. Peyton Hillis is one of the best fantasy seasons ever. One and done. He's... One-hit wonder. Yeah, one and done in the NFL. (laughs) Remember when he was like, I'm not playing, I'm sick? Or he said something weird where he wasn't playing. I don't know. The dude looked like a linebacker playing running back. I just... And he was white. It was awesome. Yeah. Gives us... No, not really. Give okay. Us Enough of the Browns talk. Quickly, Bears. Um, we are so bad on offense. We are so good on defense. And we have a kicker. So, what does that mean? That means 11 wins. No. 11 wins. And they're all. every win is going to be 13 to 10, 15 to 10, 21 to 18... I think the Bears will win a game three to two this year. 
And we'll lose a game three to two probably also. Yeah, but I think there will be at least one three to two. I I love Mitch Trubisky. I'm totally on his side until he proves me wrong, which he's slowly starting to do. I have some family members who are not on Mitch's side. Um, what pains me is that I don't know if you know this, Andrew, but the Bears could have not traded up and gotten Deshaun Watson, national champion, or my theory, Patrick Mahomes, NFL MVP. But we play with the cards that we were dealt. We have Mitch Trubisky. He's so good on the move. The Bears just got to get him moving. If I like, I love our running backs. They're great. Like Tariq Cohen is my favorite player ever because he sounds like he should be a Jewish guy. Um, but the Bears are okay because our defense will keep us in every game. Mitch will turn it on. They're they're still figuring it out. Nagy's got to be better. He will be better. I'm talking myself into the Bears as we speak. Well, they got they got a easy ish one I, coming up. But you have on to. The road. They're oh, the Redskins are zero and two. Case Keenum is their starting quarterback. If they don't win that game, you you can't see me at home, guys. But I'm pushing the panic button. If they don't win that game. I'm in a position where... NFL Network has them a top 10 team. I'm in a position where if the Browns lose to the Rams, I don't care. Yeah, they're supposed to lose to the Rams. And then they get to play the Ravens, and then they get to... Their next four games are 2-0 teams. Yeah, I saw Rams, Ravens, 49ers, Seahawks. I think it's five. Unless there's a bye. I don't know that far in advance. Yeah, no, but Baker Mayfield is my starting quarterback. Oh, Bills. Oh, Bills, yeah. Baker Mayfield is my starting quarterback, and if he doesn't play well in the shootout that must happen against the Rams, then I'm not going to drop him, but we're going to be shopping him. Yeah. And uh, speaking of my fantasy team, we're 0-2, and I still think I have a top roster in the league. It's just so funny how fantasy is just freaking luck and who you play. Well, well it's not a, Andrew Luck. That's but a it's, sensitive word right yeah, now. It's, it's just it's not skill because I have Christian McCaffrey and Derrick Henry, who arguably could be the two best running backs in the NFL. And they and they both were just average. No, I mean Derek Henry's been great. I'm not Derek. I, I love you. Keep working hard. But Mike Evans, figure it out. Yeah. Figure it out. Baker, figure it out. Love you too. And the rest of the team will be okay. We're good. I have a great team, top to bottom. We're good. Talking myself into my team also. <laughs> How cool would it be if we interviewed someone that was on my fantasy team? Oh, we did. Terry McLaurin. What's your relationship like with Terry? Uh. Awesome guy. When I say this, honest to God, truth, he is one of, if, one of, if not the most humble and genuine guys that I met at Ohio State. Um, the proof is in his play because not only was he the, the the he was the leader of the team on the Big Ten Championship team. He, I mean, Urban Meyer talked about him in every single chance he got, talking about how he would name his kid after him. He loved him so much. The dude just works so hard, plays so hard, and gives up for his team. I mean, he plays special teams. What other top wide receiver on your team is playing special teams? Um, and not only playing special teams, but he's making tackles. He's downing punts. He is, and we t- and we get into this in the interview, he's, he's one of, if not the best, special teams player in Ohio State history. Um, just an awesome guy. I got a chance to talk to him at practice um, during their Ohio State spring practices once I was done with basketball and had nothing to do. Um, so I got to talk to Terry at practice and, and I'd be lying. He'd be lying if he said that he pictured it, um, exactly how it started with him scoring a touchdown in his first two NFL games. But, um, to say, I didn't expect him to be on the field and contributing right away. Um, I mean, that's the truth. The dude just, he just is class as classy can be. Um, I can't say enough good things about him. 
Uh, and you'll hear how great of a guy he is in the interview if you don't already know. We now welcome on to the Drive the Lane podcast, rookie sensation, Terry McLaurin. Terry, welcome to the show, my man. Hey, I appreciate you guys for having me, man. And it's good to be a part of the show. Absolutely. We are happy to have you, too. So we got we to gotta hit some basic questions first. Um, yeah. You know, first and foremost, just to get this out of the way, you're my mom's favorite player. Um, oh, that's sweet. So, that's yeah, she she likes to say that she has a lot of favorite players. It used to be uh, Aaron Kraft and Sam Thompson, and then it slowly uh-huh. went to uh, JT Barrett, and then it migrated to you. So, congratulations, uh-huh. you have you have the throne right now. Yeah, I appreciate the throne. But but we got to start off with the simple questions that everyone in the world is asking you. What's it like being in the NFL now, man? Uh, man, it's, it's a dream come true. Um, and uh, I've said that a lot of times, but at the same time, I don't feel tired of saying that because you know, something you dream of since you were a little kid, like I always dreamed of myself being in the NFL. Um, I wanted to prepare myself if that weren't to happen, but my plan A was always to make it to the NFL. Uh, so that's how I work. That's how I kind of try to carry myself. And it's just really cool to be living that life now. You know, you're off to a, a very, very hot start touchdowns in both games so far you got the bears coming up on monday night did you expect this of yourself to be playing like this right from the get-go um i mean i didn't expect to to be um one of the focal points of our offense so quickly um when jordan reed kind of hasn't played he's been the focal point in previous years the past game especially um so when he went down uh, i just wanted to try to um make the plays when they came to me now it's kind of developed to where um, it's been great because the coaches have put me in great positions to have success. So um, I didn't necessarily think of it so quickly, but it doesn't like surprise me that I'm doing what I'm doing because I've uh, always prepared my mind to be a starter. Well, let me tell you, it doesn't surprise me at all because um, me and Terry were hanging out on the sideline just a couple months ago at Ohio State spring football practices, and and I was asking him questions like, where does he want to go? What does he what does he see for the future? And we were talking about. Um, the NFL life, and then to see this all come to fruition, it's it's pretty darn cool, and it makes it even cooler because your college teammates on your team. What's it like playing with Dwayne? Man, it's it's uh, been really nice for the both of us. Um, you know, we nice thing about being a quarterback and a receiver coming from the same school is you have the chemistry going in. The only difference is just learning a new system, learning a new playbook. Uh, but a post route is still a post route, and uh, just to have that comfortability. I know where he's going to put the ball, and he knows where I'm gonna run, how I'm going to run my routes. Uh, I feel like it's really eased our transition into the NFL and allowed us to make plays quick, quicker. Are you guys uh, roommates? Do you guys live together? Uh, we, no, I live by myself, <laughs> and uh, he, he has his own place. But we were roommates shoot, when we first got here for rookie minicamp and OTAs, and we were roommates all the way through camp. So for about a good month, month and a half, and we were roommates in the hotels that had us in, so... For a good month, month and a half, we were in the same room. So we were talking about the hot start you've gotten off to. My question now comes to, are you going to win Offensive Rookie of the Year? <laughs> I don't know. Um, to be honest, I don't even think that was a goal of mine coming into the season. Um, I'm just going to see the, see the uh, chips fall where they may. and uh, Hopefully I'm in the discussion, which, um, but even more so I hope that uh, we can get more wins and losses, so that's really my main focus, honestly. 
a boy. Great answer. In all your years, <laughs> in all your years of playing football, have you noticed that your goals may change during the season? Yeah, I like uh, I like that question because you kind of got to assess each week to be honest what your goals are for the week. Um, what did you do well in the game? What did you do as well? Um, so you got to set new standards uh, depending on what defense you're playing, what your record looks like at the time. So I feel like the constant evaluation process is really important for guys at this level. Uh, I know at Ohio State, um, being in a, a former Ohio State athlete myself, um, I know at Ohio State goals are huge, especially football, basketball. Did you and soccer and yeah, and other sports? But well, I meant soccer goals. Yeah, so, <laughs> but um, with with the with the basketball team, we would go to Coach Holman, Coach Mata, and make individual goals along with the team goals that everyone knew. Did you go to Coach Meyer ever? Um, and did you guys establish any um, individual goals together? Yeah, well, we, we wanted to win every game that we played. Uh, to be honest, we didn't even go in saying, hey, we want to win national championship. Our goal, Coach Nick put in our board um, during the team meeting at the beginning of each new season, he'd be like, get to Indy. You know, how do you get to Indy? Usually you're winning every game. You're playing at a very high level. And then after you win in Indy, which is your conference championship, you should probably be in the top four and have a chance to win it all. So that was kind of our mentality um, when it went to goal setting. Um, but he had a group of leaders, captains, guys he trusted. We had a committee. And, um, you know, he was, we were kind of like, uh, you know, his voice to the other, our other teammates. So it was, it was a really good relationship in the way he uh, empowered us and, and we worked together. Yeah, I know you guys had a good relationship because I read that he was going to name his next kid Terry. Is that right? <laughs> um, I've always heard that, but um, I've heard JT Barrett. I've heard Tim Tebow. So I think you're done having kids. Would you do you do you want to see him coach again? Um, I want to see him be happy. To be honest, Great um, especially knowing how he is. Um, if that's coaching, that's coaching. If it's not, and it's not. I know he's had some health issues as well that are real. And, uh, you know, he's always going to think about his family first. He's the first to tell you it's family and his team. And then, you know, that's all he needs. That's all he got. That's all he got. So um, I hope he just ends up happy whatever he's doing next. But he seems like he's killing it right now. I mean, he gives us such a, uh, a different angle that I feel like a lot of broadcasters can't bring to the table. Yeah, I know you can't watch um, his show uh, well, you probably can, but he does kick ass. He is outstanding, and it's hard to not—it's hard to not watch him versus maybe whatever's going on at ESPN or the other stations, um, because you, like you said, he brings that insight that we don't really get to see. And as non-football players, he is doing a really good job of making it clear and understanding um, what's going on and stuff. Right. So yeah, um, he seems like he might have found his spot to be involved in football, but I can't help but think he's going to go coach somewhere in the next couple of years because he. He keeps saying he misses it, and yeah, yeah. So I mean, I, I can see, I can see that, I can see that too. Um, you know, he's an ultimate competitor, and something about that one thing that the everyday grind of competing, um, you know, it never goes away, no matter what you do at uh, your next line of work. If you do, uh, so I, I hope to see him back <laughs> on the sidelines again. I think he's a hell of a coach. It makes college football a lot more interesting. Uh, we talked about how you may not be able to watch that show. Have you been able to follow the Buckeyes at all this season? Uh, I try not to miss a game. Uh, it's nice now. There you go. I play on Sunday, so on Saturdays I'm in my living room or I'm in the uh, 
a hotel of a when we played away. Um, just catching up on on what the Buckeyes did. I'm talking a little junk to my teammates. So <laughs> uh, we looked good on both sides of the ball. Coach Dan, he was a great job. Um, you know, the team looks real solid. First three games in. You said you uh, you play on Sundays, but but not this week. <laughs> this week you get primetime Monday. What are your thoughts going into Monday night against the Bears? Man, uh, it's really cool to uh, you grow up watching uh, Monday night football, and then you're going to be on Monday night football. I mean, they have it in prime time. People are getting home from work. Kids are probably on their way to bed, and, um, and then the other teams are watching you. So it's kind of like you know the big wrap up of the uh, week of football. So it's kind of cool to be a part. It's really cool to be a part of that. Um, it's a real good team. Terry, I'm going to do my best to root for your individual success. But uh, yeah. you know, you know, I'm a Bears fan, so uh, uh, yeah. So I'm trust I me. It. I looked, I looked at the schedule, and I was like, "Holy shit! I'm gonna get to go to yeah. a Bears game, and and maybe I'm definitely gonna see Terry play, but maybe even see Dwayne Haskins just to throw the pigskin around, and then boom, it's in DC, and, uh, and I'm out of yeah. Line. So yeah, a lot of my friends were like that too. Like, you guys play in uh, Chicago? I was like, Nah, it's in DC this time. Yeah, that's that's brutal. Yeah. I'm I'm not a Bears fan, so I'll be cheering for you the whole game. I'm like <laughs> I'm like your supposed that. friend Joey. <laughs> all right, all right. <laughs> I actually got you on uh, a couple of my fantasy teams. Uh, okay. <laughs> so please keep it up. You've been a big asset. Do you <laughs> do you play fantasy football yourself? Uh, I did. Well, kind of when I like when I was younger, um, kind of middle school, high school range. Uh, I didn't really do it as much in college because I didn't even get to watch football games in college because we played on Saturday and we practiced on Sunday. So I never got to watch the NFL, excuse me. Um, so, um, and then now I'm in the NFL. So it's, it's kind of weird, though. Like, my friends be like, I drafted you, make sure you do well. I mean, I control that, but at the same time, um, but, I mean, it's kind of real cool because I used to draft some of the guys I'm playing with or playing against. I just got an update on my phone. Uh, Jalen Ramsey traded to Bears, and he will shadow Terry McLaurin the whole time. Are you scared? <laughs> I'm not scared of anybody. <laughs> I'm confident in my own ability. Um, I always respect my opponent, but you know, I just went against all pro corner, and Byron Jones felt like um, you know I, I performed uh, well minus the loss. So. Um, you know, I'm not. I'm not intimidated. Good, because that was a lie. But a, <laughs> but a, but a serious breaking news update. Um, JT Barrett just got signed to the to the Saints from the practice squad. So yeah, man, I saw that. You saw that? Okay, I thought yeah. <laughs> thought I could be breaking some news to you. I guess not. Nah, yeah, I, I, I saw that. Um, it's, it's good for him. I feel like JT's always going to get opportunity. Um, you know, he's a great locker room guy. Uh, he's a really good quarterback, and he's a winner. So. I feel like you, you want that at that position that he plays. Are you close with um, any of the other guys from all five? You were there for five years, right? Are you you still yeah. close with, with a lot of those guys? Yeah. Um, you know, we still got our 2014 recruiting class group chat. If you think about it, a lot of us are in the NFL from Raekwon, Marshawn, Malik, me, Curtis, uh, John, I mean, Dante, all, everybody. Um, a lot of people from our class are in the NFL now. And, you know, we're constantly going back and forth, encouraging each other. So it's, it's kind of really cool because we all started in the same place as Ohio State now. We're all living the dream that we talk about, talked about back at Ohio State. 
do you think it's wild looking back at the times maybe your freshman sophomore year when you guys were were talking about it and now you're living it is it is it wild or or is it expected yeah man, it's, it's kind of both um you you hope for it and you're working for it but you know people's paths kind of go in separate ways you know the numbers are just so small even if you make it the cost to get to the nfl so um we all knew that but um you know we didn't start in morrison uh, I mean, we didn't start in Neil or Worthington. We started in Morrison. Um, Neil and Worthington were getting worked on, so we were all in, like, the same wing, um, you know, two, two to a room, and we just talked about talked about uh, where we are today, so it's kind of um, cool to see it come full circle. Who is the hardest-working teammate you've ever played with? Ooh, that's tough. Um... You can throw out a couple names. Yeah, um, I say Curtis Grant was up there um, while I was at Ohio State. Just his leadership. I mean, um, I don't even think he got a lot of credit in the standpoint of um, what he had did, what he had done to kind of help Raekwon um, split time with him being a senior and then Raekwon being a true freshman. Um, you know, he didn't get all the snaps, but he was the heartbeat of our team. So I'd probably put him, uh, you know, up there most definitely. Does Anyone on your Redskins team or any coach remind you of anything from when you were playing at Ohio State? Um, let me let me see. Uh, I'd probably say Ike Hilliard, to be honest, my wide receiver coach, um, because I had Heartline. So, um, you know, a lot of it's kind of cool now that I'm seeing a lot of the things Heartline was teaching. The, a lot of the things, um, you know, he was trying to see me have me envision or the same things that I'm seeing now on Sunday. So it's kind of like I got a year, two-year jump start when I was really working with him closely. I to prepare for this moment now. So, it sure seems um, like it. <laughs> they're, yeah, they're, 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 the verbiage, the, the way you, you read coverage and, and win matchups and manipulate your routes are so eerily similar. And the irony of it all is Ike Hillier used to be Coach Hartline, wide receiver coach as well, when he played for the Dolphins. So I probably, you know, has something to do with it. Yeah, it's crazy. Small world. Everything comes together. Mm-hmm. Speaking of the uh, Dolphins, they're off to a hot, hot start, <laughs> aren't they? Yeah, yeah. A lot of us are, so I, I ain't got too much room to be talking. We're all two two. Hey, so is my fancy team, so we're, yeah. we're all we're all in this together. Yeah, no doubt. Jay Gruden, what's he like? What are the similarities to uh, John? <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I've had experience with the both of them. Um, with... Uh, John Gruden at the senior bowl and now Jay being my head coach. Um, they're a lot similar in, in the way they, you know, joke around and, and talk. Yeah, but um, they both really are very competitive guys. They they really love to win. Um, and, you know, you're going to grind when you're at their practices. So those are probably the biggest things that stick out. Um, um, so I don't really see a whole lot of big differences, but um, the similarities are really similar. Did you get a chance to watch any of Hard Knocks this year? Uh, I didn't really watch this season. I, I, I tried to catch up on a couple episodes, uh, so I saw a few storylines, but I didn't watch it as intense this year. Do you, does does Jay Gruden do the whole knock on wood thing like like his dad does, or no? Oh no, no, Jay Gruden doesn't do any of that. Stuff. <laughs> like, <laughs> nah, he doesn't. He doesn't like fucking a. Like he doesn't do none of that. Yeah, he doesn't uh, <laughs> yeah. chase after the quarterbacks or anything crazy like that. He just coaches. Nah, that yeah, he's uh, he's probably a little less intense as his brother, but um, you know they both are real competitive people. 
So I went to the University of Missouri. I had four years of Drew Locke as my team's quarterback. I know you guys work together a lot in the senior yeah. bowl. What's what's he like as a person and as a quarterback? Uh, Drew Locke is a, a natural-born leader, I feel like. Um, that was the thing I noticed playing with him at the senior bowl, and he was probably one of my favorite quarterbacks to, to work with because um, just the swag and the aura that he had about him, he had the confidence in himself, and they kind of um, permeated through the, uh, the other 10 guys on the field. So I felt like that was really um, cool. And then just his arm talent, he could make all the throws that week. And, uh, we formed a, a really close connection in one-on-ones, actually. Yeah, but he's no Dwayne Haskins, so it doesn't <laughs> really matter. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm going I'm, to I'm still show him love. I'm going to give credit where credit is due. No, for Dwayne sure. Drew, anybody, so yeah. Um. All right, man. We're going to let you go. I got one more question for you, and you're going to like this one. Uh-huh. Are you the best okay. special teams player in Ohio State history? Yeah, hands down. It's not even close, right? <laughs> yeah. No, uh, I, I, I just believe I'm, I'm definitely the one. I'm not definitely number one. Do you think – got to think about – you got to think about just the down punts, and I was making tackles too. Right. Uh, so, um, you know, I just – I know Devin won't mind me saying I just saw him uh, this past week. But Devin would force a lot of fair catches, but I definitely probably had more tackles. Um, what? What? Um, what was more fun for you, downing one of Drew Christman's punts inside the one, uh-huh. or catching a uh-huh. touchdown pass? Ooh, um, I'm gonna say t- catching a touchdown pass. Um, but it's gotta be close. At the same, yeah, it, it's so it's so close because both of them can change the momentum of the game. But I mean, I will. I lean almost towards down in the punt because if you think about the Michigan State, we down about three or four punts, and that was the difference in the game. Our offense was kind of slow that game. You know, our defense was still trying to get a rhythm. But the reason why we won was because we were playing downhill um, because we kept pinning them inside their their ten yard line. I think we did it like five or six times. Right. Um, yeah, it's hard. Know, it's hard to win when that's happening. Doing that. Yeah, no doubt. Terry, before we let you go, I got I got a couple stardom situm questions for you. Okay. All right. At, at the wide receiver two spot, Curtis Samuel uh-huh. or Terry McLaurin? Ooh, I'm, I'm going to go me. Um, <laughs> you know, uh, I think uh, somebody, I think one of our media people told me today, I'm like, I'm going to targets both in red zone and overall. So uh, I just think naturally, it doesn't think, that doesn't mean I think I'm that much better than me. A couple of a couple of veterans who are still getting the legs working. AP or LaShawn McCoy? Oh, AP. AP's gonna get a lot of touchdowns. You get inside the ten yard line, we're running AP in there. So yeah, it's hard to stop that guy. You got it's hard to stop touchdowns. He's getting he may have ten yards, but he may have two, three touchdowns. You know what I mean? So Right. And, and he can always you know, he's had a couple hundred yard games before I got here, so uh, I definitely got AP. He's not slowing down anytime soon. I'm with you on that. Oh, um, no. Last, oh, I see him every day, man. He's like I mean, he, I, I just can't get over the fact that he looks like he could be a nickelback or so. I mean, the dude is massive. Man, you know, he, he wins every sprint that we run, run in all season. All season program, he wins every single one of them. And he's 100 it's years crazy. old. It's incredible. Yeah. No, it's, it's nuts. All right, last one. Mike Thomas or Zeke? 
It's a two-team league. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It, it, it depends on what kind of league I feel like you, you, you have. Um, Mike is going to catch a lot of passes and get a lot of yards and score touchdowns in the red zone. Zeke is going to catch passes, you know, as a running back, so I don't know if that has any to do with it, but okay. uh, catch touchdown passes and he is rushing, you know, touchdowns and yards. So, I mean, depends on the league you're looking for. Um, so if I'm in a, you know, receiver friendly, I'm going to go Mike, running back, league, uh, Zeke. All right, Ted. All right, beautiful. You're the man. Appreciate you coming on. Um, hopefully you have a ton of of individual success. I mean, 15 receptions for 300 yards and three touchdowns, but the Bears still somehow win by a point. That's all I'm saying. Yeah. <laughs> Appreciate it, guys. Thanks for having me. Right, You're the man, you man. Good luck the rest of the season. Go Bucks. That interview with Terry McLaurin was brought to you by, you guessed it, High Street Tees. Not only do they have great Ohio State tees for sale, but they also have great pint glasses and much, much more. Don't forget to use our code DTL15 at checkout for 15% off. That was a fucking awesome interview. With He's, the He's the man. He's the man. I said it before. I'll say it again. The, one of the most humble and genuine people that I met at Ohio State. It's impossible. How can you not root for the guy? Sometimes it's tough to kind of mess with people over the phone because the... It's not the same. It kind of gets lost. And then with him, he's so nice. It's like, I don't know. Yeah, so can't he, do it. He gave us some really good stuff. I, yeah. was, I was very happy with how the interview turned out. He was an awesome guy. But you know what sometimes is nice? Sometimes it's nice for us to get to answer some questions. Yeah. And we kind of... Oh, well, uh, oh, how the turns have tabled. <laughs> we... <laughs> we... I know well, it's tables well, turn. Well, I know the turntables. <laughs> we put out some feelers and we got some responses. So Joey, I'll ask you a couple of these, and then maybe you can ask me a couple of them. So first one, Joey, what's your favorite Ohio State memory off the basketball court? And your answer cannot be when I called you for an interview. Um, that wouldn't be my answer anyway. Um, my favorite moment was my senior year Michigan football game. Walking around campus, and of course, we had game day. Walking around campus with all my teammates, and who were they asking for pictures and autographs? Joey. Me. And that was just great because it was my senior year, and, I, and and my parents kept telling me to soak everything in. And obviously, it's a joke that I love that part the most. But it was so cool being on campus. Um, obviously, as a lot of people know, when Ohio State has a home game, the campus goes from having about 100,000 people on campus every day to having upwards of 1.2 million people. Yeah, it's crazy. And so, obviously, the Michigan game, even more. Um, so, it was really cool walking around, being with my teammates, going to the tailgate for the last time as a player, and then sitting 50-yard line first row um, with Andrew Dockich, who, was, who we had on the show, obviously, former Michigan player, now Ohio State guy, um, along with a bunch of my other teammates and managers and, and coaches. Um, it was kind of like the culmination of my football career as a student athlete, getting to go to all those games, and then on top of it all, we won, and we stormed the field. Um, and I had one of the players, shout out Liam McCullough, threw me a towel in the middle of the game to, to get the to get the crowd hyped because I was right in the, in the front stance. But um, that's probably my number one moment. I was at that the, game too. Funny, funny that we were both there. It's not that funny that you were there because you went to school there, but I left Thanksgiving with my family, and I, I went to that game. What a small world. What a small world indeed. Next question. Three on three. You and two other players. NBA players. 
Who are you taking for your three-on-three team? Um, my first pick, which is an easy one, I'm taking Anthony Davis. Um, seven foot tall, skills like a guard. One of the most unguardable people in the NBA, and he's a Chicago guy. Um, and now for my other guy, it's just a number of different things. I'm not going to stay Steph Curry because shooting's covered with me. Um, <laughs> in, insert laugh track. Um, I, Steph Curry. I, um, I'm not going to say LeBron because that's the easy answer. And they're also already teammates, so like that's not, you know, that's not fair. Um, but the other guys that I would throw out into the conversation would be a Kawhi Leonard, um, a Damian Lillard, uh, Paul George maybe even. But who am I going to take? Who do you think I'm going to take? Jalen Brunson. I'm taking Jalen Brunson! Oh yeah, yes sir. Because not only is he one of my good friends, but he's a guest on this podcast. So if you want to get on my three-on-three team, just come on the podcast. LeBron, Steph Curry, come on the pod. Some interesting trivia about I would, the podcast. Maybe, wait, maybe I forgot KD, but he's hurt, so he doesn't count. Some interesting, Jalen Brunson. <laughs> some interesting trivia about the podcast. Jalen Brunson was interviewed first, but released later. Yeah, how about that? In- for, first ever interview, but not the first episode. Jalen Brunson. Interesting little nugget. All right, the final question for you. Can you just talk a little bit about the Pittsburgh Pirates? Yeah, uh, shout out to my man Robbie Rucky, um, program assistant with Dockich. Um, he <laughs> he asked me, said, Joe, can you just talk about the Pittsburgh Pirates, please? So, Rob, this segment's for you. The Cubs swept the Pirates last week. But the Cubs are losing 3 nothing tonight. 3-1! 3-1! Running on base. Doesn't matter, though. Doesn't matter. We just want them to win. All right, Andrew. Right, we're just fans. I'll ask you. I'll okay. ask you a couple of questions because uh, you are definitely the definition of asking, not answering questions. Yes. Um, what are your expectations for D'Angelo Russell and the Warriors this year? I will say this: I think he's going to have a similar season statistics-wise as he did last year. Maybe up his assists a little bit. Maybe up his scoring a little bit. I don't think he'll be an All Star. It's, it's tough in the West. But I think from his career standpoint, he will have similar to slightly better numbers this year. And I think they will be successful and he will be a big part of it. I don't see him being an all-star just because of how packed the West is. Yeah, I agree with you. Uh, I would t- love it if he was. Uh, yeah, me too. And and D'Angelo, is, he was actually at Ohio State this past weekend. Awesome guy. Um, but yeah, it's just tough to make the... If Mike Connolly can't make it as a, in the West, it's going to be tough for D-Russ. Um, but I think that he's going to have a career season if he still, if he doesn't make career in terms of, they might win the championship. Who knows? If Clay comes back, even if Clay doesn't come back, I don't know. I, uh, you're right. I, they, there always will be championship or bust. That's just who the Warriors have become. Um, but I think they'll, they'll make a run. No doubt. Agreed. Um, the last question, fantasy football question, who are you putting in your flex? Curtis Samuel or Carlos Hyde? Wow, that's a good question. Shout out my buddy Matthew Levitz who asked that one. <laughs> Matthew, I think I'm gonna start Carlos Hyde, and here's why: Cam Newton probably not playing. I need to see a Curtis Samuel game without Cam before I insert him back into the lineup. And I think Carlos Hyde, who's been running all over the place, is due for like a 70-yard one-touchdown game this week. Yeah, and if and in your flex, obviously being the fantasy football gurus we are, whoever's in your flex, they just got to score a touchdown. And then you're good to... Exactly. <laughs> we're live in Joey Lane's basement. Andrew just broke the chair we're sitting in. It's fine. I fixed it, too. <laughs> but, 
Yeah, I'm with you. El Guapo, throw him in the flex position. I have Curtis Samuel on my team. I am definitely also nervous about him. But then I'm going to throw another question at you. What do you think about Christian McCaffrey without Cam? Fine. 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 Just fine. Right? Yeah, fine. I agree. Yeah. yeah, thank you. Please. He's that's, that's my first He'll one. be fine. Um, maybe his numbers dip a little, but he'll be fine. I, I mean, it's it'd be tough if his numbers stay where they are because he's averaging 9,000 yards. Yeah, so last game last he kind of sucked. But, sucked. I mean, it's but, only been two games. Yeah, he'll be fine. The last question. Oh, breaking news. We just got a new question into the show. What makes a bad walk-on? What makes a... Uh, Sam Freyer asked this question. Uh, Sam Freyer, former walk-on at Ohio University, now a grad assistant at Xavier. Boo, Xavier, boo. Not Ohio State, boo. Um, Sam, that is a fantastic question. Sam knows the answer to this, but a bad walk-on is just... There's a couple, it looks a couple different ways. First of all, you don't have to be the best basketball player. That's clear. But you got to practice hard. You got to play hard. And you got to work hard. Um, what does working hard look like? That means when your numbers call in practice, you better be diving on the floor and winning every sprint. Sounds like you're describing a good walk on. I am. I'm saying what makes a bad walk on? Not, not doing this. Thing. Okay. Okay. Um, but also working hard in the classroom. If you're not getting the job done academically, then we'll, there's no point of you being on the team. And, and that doesn't matter how good of a player you are. Um, whether you like it or not, every walk-on is on the team because they know what they're doing in the classroom. But I'd say the number one thing that makes a bad walk-on is not a team guy. Not a team guy. What does that mean, Andrew? I'll tell you. Um, not a team guy in terms of, you know, it's not about buying in because you're not the guy in the court, but you better be preaching the same things that the coaches are preaching, whether you like it or not. And you better not be complaining about not playing. Um, Yes, I'm sure there are a lot of walk-ons out there, myself included, that thought they should be playing um, when the team was going through um, the rough dips and, and the and the valleys and the rough patches. Yeah, but you better be the most positive guy on the bench, dapping everyone up, and when they come to the bench and being a positive influence in in everyone's ear um, throughout the whole entire season. So, in order for you to be a, to be a good walk-on, it's really really hard. It's really easy to be a bad walk-on. I mean, just don't try, but don't be a bad walk-on. Be a good walk-on. Be like a Sam Frere. Be a good walk-on. I think that just about wraps up today's episode of Drive the Lane. We want to thank you for coming. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah, I, got, geez, I turned it into light. I turned it, oh into, my God. turned it into NPR. Yeah, jeez. Uh, one more time before we head out. High Street Tees slash Drive the Lane. Promo code DTL15. Get some merch. Get yeah. some gear. Yeah, maybe. You know what? Tweet it to us. Yeah. We might just have something special for you yeah. if you tweet us a picture of you purchasing a high street tea. Yeah, and and if you feel like it, maybe even follow the, the Drive the Lane podcast account because once we get to 300 followers, you're going to get a chance to win a Towel Gang shirt. And uh, I know you guys want a Towel Gang shirt because everyone asks me every single day when I'm releasing them. And who knows? Maybe High Street Teas will release them if you guys buy enough stuff. So it's simple. Follow us, follow our podcast. Go to High Street Tees. Use code DTL15. Drive the lane, listeners. Listen up. I will be in Cleveland for the Browns-Rams game Sunday night. If you DM the account and you come and find me, I will gladly take a picture with you and we can FaceTime Joey. That is a drive the lane guarantee. <laughs> yeah, that's a guarantee. <laughs> so DM us. Come and find me. Take a picture with us. Maybe find me in the Muni lot. Have a couple uh, red solo cups, but come and find us. And by us, I mean me and the FaceTime with Joe. <laughs> yeah, really appreciate you guys listening. Appreciate your support. We're going to have a lot of great guests coming up. 
Um, Terry McLaurin, awesome interview. Uh, thanks again to Terry. Thanks again to you guys for all listening. Uh, we'll see you again soon. Buckle up and drive, drive the, the lane. lane.